I'm Debbie Gunson, your presenter, and you're listening to the CPT Cycling on the Rivets podcast. Let's go. I'll be asking questions to Coach Richard Rollinson, who is the founder of CPT Cycling. He is a former UCI-level racer and has coached multiple national champions. We will be discussing various topics in the world of cycle coaching to help you become a faster, smarter cyclist. This podcast, we talk about bike on-bike nutrition, so let's get chatting about that. We want to avoid bonking, and do you struggle to digest food while racing? We're going to talk about how to cut through some of the confusion of diets and supplements. Um, But there are some things to consider firstly, uh, racing uh, training. So we're going to bring in um, Coach Richard um, to discuss this. So how do we feel differently training versus racing and is there a difference? Hi everyone. Yes, there is a difference. And um, yeah, even within training and racing, there's a few different things to consider. So of course, then... A lot of the time during training, you will have um, you can pick your moment a lot, a lot more as to to when you fuel, um, to how much you fuel. That that will make a difference on um, intensity um, and duration. But we'll get um, onto that a little bit further down the line. It's it's a, of course a lot easier to to fuel yourself in training. You might not need a, as much, um, but yeah, of course you are you are training towards that. A lot of the time up towards that that racing uh, intensity and, and duration so when you're racing we're, we're talking sort of mass start races generally here road races grand fondos that sort of thing you're racing with other people so you you kind of you can get to call when you fuel um but then yeah you you don't have as, as much control over that as, as you do in training so uh, for instance, when you've got some longer intervals uh, on, on a on a rider of, of a few hours in training, you can kind of pick your moment to to have a um, have something to eat in between intervals, um, which also makes your what you're having easier to digest as well. Uh, when you're on your training ride, you don't have to do that at high intensity, um, depending on the length of the interval. Sometimes you might have intervals so long that um, you you do need to fuel during the interval because it's really important to consider when you are actually hungry because a lot of the time with adrenaline and all that especially with racing you don't actually realize that you're hungry but you are you don't feel like eating at that point but you know you've got to get that balance of when to get the food in you, you've got to kind of eat when you don't feel like it and you've got to kind of have a bit of a bit of a methodical approach to it really for that in order for that to work so so, for instance, in, in training, um, gen- the general rule works most of the time where you fuel yourself. That there's, there's a general rule of about roughly 50 grams of carbohydrate every hour, um, which does work most of the time. That there's other things, um, individual things, or other things to consider, like uh, how did you fuel yourself the day before or at breakfast or how are you going to fuel yourself after the ride as well. But most of the time that... that rule does generally work so yeah you've got and after that first hour if you're on a on a much longer ride then you won't actually feel like eating and you won't feel hungry so one thing to look at outside of your rides um 
and to sort of aid your, your kind of methodical approach on this and then go out and test it is uh, you can kind of fuel on, on your training volume. So you can look at not just duration, but like I mentioned before, we are looking at intensity as well. So that will have a bearing on how many calories or kilojoules that you're getting through. And that's how much to, to fuel yourself. So you could you could look at TSS on there, which of course is um, that's down to your your FTP, where it, it's using FTP as one of the calculations for that. So you can, if your FTP doesn't change much, you can you can use that as a guide. Um, what I I'd recommend more so is to look at your your kilojoules. So say if you, your your FTP's gone up fifty watts. Uh, over, over recent months, um, how many kilojoules you go through for the same TSS is going to be a lot significantly more than um, at the same TSS at 50 watts lower FTP. So I would use look at your previous rides, how many kilojoules you've gone through on, on a given ride, and I would use that to, to fuel you. Um, so you can have kilojoules on your on your your, your computer, your, on your head unit. And you can you can even have a look at it and, and sort of set. I, I always set an alarm on my Garmin for for every um, hour uh, of ride time that's gone past, and then that just sort of prompts me to have something more to eat. Um, sometimes I remember, sometimes I don't, and then the notification pops up just to remind me, which is always handy. Yeah, you could also use not just the yeah the duration, which isn't considering the intensity. When you've got the kilojoules in there, it's it's considering everything that you're burning through. So that's that's the most accurate measure to guide you. And if you've got a power meter, then that's going to be very very accurate. I would I wouldn't look at so much if if you're just going off heart rate and and calories. That that could be up to up to sixty percent off sometimes. So um yeah I. I I'd use duration more so if, you, if you're only going by heart rate. So that's, yeah, that's one thing to, to guide you. So that in training, yeah, where it's a bit more easier, you can use that, a lot of those principles then in racing as well. So use that same rough guide. So as to as to when that happens, it's going to be a lot different. Say, for instance, if you are in a Grand Fondo, the, the Mountain Grand Fondo, you can kind of, you know when to pick. Um, you can kind of feed it all my, Almost at the top of every hill is, is a good place. So, you know, you're not um you can you can digest most of what you've got during a descent, but then you don't have to take on board what you're eating on the descent. If say for instance it's something like a flat road race, um and there's attacks going off everywhere, people are using anaerobic energy, VO2 max energy, that's probably not the best time to be fueling. Um and you know that's that should hopefully calm down within uh, yeah, a few minutes when it's going off your energy. Um, if if that power is lasting a lot, if say for instance you're you're at VO2 max power and the group is is doing that power and they can sustain it for much longer than you, then um, yeah, it it might be the case that you you might have to look relook at your tactics there if they're at a different level. Um, but either way, I'd still wait for that, those few minutes to pass before uh, feeling some sort of recovery, going into some sort of lower power or feeling uh, before you start to fuel. So you can, you know, you can digest something a little bit proper. I mean, it might be, say, 10 minutes different to when you ideally wanted to fuel, but it's it's more ideal than um, 
yeah, not not being able to digest while while things are really kicking off. If it's uh, if you're going into anaerobic aerobic energy at that point. Yeah, but at the same time, it's really important to um, listen to your body as well and understand when your body is ready for food. Yeah, that comes later on. Yeah, um, yeah you've got to kind of do it in the early stages in the first hour or two outside of your feeling. Um, and then, yeah, you, you'll start to know a lot more later on. If, if we're talking sort of three, four, five hours of, of hard effort, you'll start to know about it a lot more later on. You would have heard many times before about you know try and get your solid foods in early then sort of go go to gels later on that, that that's definitely a very good tactic to use uh for racing definitely because uh, you can digest a lot easier earlier on when especially if things have settled down in the race if, if a break's been allowed to go away or if you've you're on a grand fondo and you've just completed that first hill that's that's a really good time to, to take solid food on board and if it is a, a road race uh, later on uh, the intensity will start to ramp up towards the end of the race so that's that's the time where you want something a bit more digestible like gels th- throughout there the other thing to consider is um what you've done the day before that what's going to happen the day after and um, this is something we certainly discuss a little bit and um, when we're doing the training camps is um like how I, I would fuel myself on um, two long rides on a weekend is different to how you'd fuel yourself in a training camp. Um, you know, you sort of, we always do that lunch stop, don't we, in the training camps where like, the mid-ride one. So we're not just thinking about that uh, that day, just that ride on that day. We're also thinking about what we've done the previous day and the, and the day after. So getting like a, a proper kind of lunch meal is is far more looking ahead uh, at the bigger picture of the whole entire week then. Whereas on, on the, you know, if it's just a weekend ride, you can kind of get away with something sweet at the cafe and um, just to get you to home. And um, yeah, you fuel yourself up uh, with proper meals a little bit more during the week. So yeah, the you've got more balance. Yeah, the knock-on effect is, is huge to, um, it's, if it's, especially if it's over. Um, a week or so or four or five days yeah and and yeah the same same if you're racing in a in a tour or doing a grand fondo tour then uh yeah you've got to kind of always eat for the eat for the previous day and eat for the for the day after as well um and then yeah if if you're doing a, a one day event that's different again uh you know you'd probably have a a much much lighter breakfast um, and then, yeah, look to, to fuel more during your effort. I mean, the, the timing of, of your effort is is very important. So I've always find that the general rule of fueling yourself more while you're on the effort that's burning those calories is going to be far more beneficial. So that's even, even during a ride. So say, for instance, I was doing um, a long FTP type test uh in the first half of uh of a ride and then the the next two hours i was just going easy uh yeah i'd, I'd still try if it was a particularly long test effort say if it was an hour um then i'd probably look to fuel myself with it with a couple of gels at, at some point uh and also as well with with electrolytes as well so we'll get onto hydration 
on another podcast that's uh, that's one for a different time but yeah that that's also one to consider as, as well and then yeah you can you can almost back that off it's, it's like the reverse of that uh the road race i was just talking about where you yeah you you've, you're fueling yourself more but with more digestible foods where where you're putting in that harder intensity effort and then you can yeah when you do back off you can go more to solid foods but then you don't need to fuel yourself as much when you're going through uh, less intensity yeah also as well some things to consider with timing is are you going uh where when is the race or, or the ride is it uh, is it late in the day is it early in the day so um if it's say if it's a training ride and it's early in the day um you can almost trick your body into to fasting if it's a short ride early in the day um fasting kind of works like waiting for your breakfast after your ride so um i mean you you've done a little bit of that recently testing that with the with the lumen device yeah it definitely um for short term um an easier a, a shorter ride um the fasting definitely um has a beneficial impact in the ride if it's a longer ride Personally, I think over 14 hours fasting is not beneficial, but it definitely is on a shorter ride. Yeah, and you can see that Yeah, when, when you're using the Lumen to track what you're, what macronutrients you're using, you, we, we've yeah, been able to get some insight in that. So yeah, if, you, if you've never heard of the Lumen before, have, have a look in the CPT cycling uh, shop section. It's down in the, in the sensors page. Uh, so it's it's basically a device that um, measures your 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 CO two your carbohydrate in your in your breath. So um, yeah, that again, that's another one for it. We're going to do a whole podcast. Yeah, on we'll that. do a whole podcast on that um, at a later date. Um, whilst we're getting more and more data. Yeah, and um, yeah. So some other things to consider: the age of the rider. You might burn slightly less. You know, your, your, bo- your body process is slightly slower c- compared to say if you you've been an athlete for many decades and and if you were uh, going through calories and kilojoules at a, at a lot faster metabolism uh, before so yeah you might need to make some slight adjustments there I think it's really um, difficult as you are as you do get older you want your body to react the same as it did 15 odd years ago it just doesn't so you have to really flip your mindset around to the fact that, yeah, your body is aging and it is changing and it does process things in a different way. Yeah, and if you are um, a new newer athlete um, and you've, you'd say, just been riding it a year or two and you've just got into cycling in later life, you don't need to worry about that so much. Just, just sort of go off feel uh, initially and, uh, yeah have a look at your sort of nutrition methodology out from there really consider other tried and tested methods so have a have a look round um what's out there on the internet and and use that information to to form uh your your sort of methodology on on nutrition um there's there's a lot of confusing things out there um, you've kind of got to look at it with a bit of a filter and go, okay, I don't think that works so much or 
maybe I should ask a coach or a nutritionist on, um, for their opinion on certain things and, and use them as a sounding board. But yeah, just um, yeah, try, try and avoid those, uh, those clickbait type headlines that, that offer short-term benefits. Um, generally, they don't tend to work so well. So yeah, have, have a look out there and uh, yeah, you, use that to sort of form your, your own opinion and, and test it out. Test it out in training. Don't, don't test it out in racing, but, but yeah, you, you might try and, and fail at something in, in training and, and learn from it. You know, a lot of people are really good at, at, at their nutrition, but sometimes, like uh, Richard was just saying before, it's really good to mix it up. So, what? yeah, try something different because you just might find that, that that gives you a little bit um, of benefit that you wouldn't have thought would have. Yeah, try something different. Even if you, you, you're absolutely... Um, what what you're currently doing works for you. I mean, you just just try it once or twice in training, and it, it might work. It might not. Um, you know how everybody's di- body different reacts different to different um, on bike nutrition products. Some people to others. The other one there, um, I've just got here: supplements and stimulants. Caffeine's great. Um, some people like it. Some people don't. Some it works for some people. Some some people it doesn't. Um, definitely don't overdose on it. Yeah, really easy to do. Yeah, I mean, you you don't want it. It's detrimental to have anything more than about three coffees in your system at any one point in time. Many years ago, I was uh, I was a lab rat for um, somebody's PhD study where they were looking at caffeine performance for endurance. And um, yeah, one of the things I really learned from that was where caffeine spikes where it peaks and and how it tails off so it, it peaks up very sharply in the first hour so you don't get that initial benefit from it straight away but you it will sort of gradually go up and peak within an hour and then it tails off very gradually for about three hours so that's that's one thing to bear in mind where where you have if that's coffees caffeine gels or or drinks then yeah then bear that in mind i mean yeah, they don't offer anything nutritionally, but yeah, they can certainly make you. Um, they said they have been proved to increase performance, whether that's psychological or not. You know, psych- the psychological performance leads to physical performance. So that's one. You know, might not work for you, but that's something to consider for sure. Um, supplements. Uh, I, I always recommend that you try and get your all your intake and, and what what will work for you whether that's macronutrients or micronutrients from a natural diet and if there isn't any way that you can fit any one of those things in then definitely consider supplements but again yeah don't don't overdose on them well that comes back to kind of trying something different as well if you are focused on supplements which is not a bad thing but there could be more benefits from um fresh diet so richard Let's just talk about actual on-bike food, like bars, rice cakes, gels, etc. What do you recommend? Yeah, like I say, it depends on the individual, but yeah, try try different things. So when we're talking about solid foods, uh, you can go the natural approach or and homemade, or you can you can go with it with the commercial products. Um, the, the commercial products are good. Um, there will be some additives and things in there. 
Yeah, that's that's the beauty of homemade. If you have got the um, the time, it really is worthwhile doing homemade. You know exactly what's in it, um, and it really is going to digest in your system better. Yeah, so just make sure you cover the needs of what of what yeah what what you basically need. So you, you'll see a lot on the packets of uh, a lot of the commercial nutrition products with some bold claims. They they do work, but don't be intimidated by how scientific they claim to be, um, which they are. But a lot of the time, it's not completely necessary. So you know, just just break it down to the basics. What what do you actually need for your on bright nutrition? So you need a fair amount of carbohydrate. You need some protein in there. This is one thing that a lot of people underestimate is the amount of protein that you need on on the bike. Um, when you your initial recovery food. So we'll get onto that on another another blog and podcast and um, what you do afterwards. But we'll stick to it on the bike at the moment. So for that, you would need, yes, mainly protein, but a lot of people underestimate the amount of carbohydrate you also need to recover as well. So you need a bit of both. But yeah, I would balance it out slightly more carbohydrate to protein on the bike. So something like 60-40 or 70-30, something like that. Don't Again, don't get, it doesn't need to be so highly scientifically technically accurate as long as you're getting in that sort of ballpark and the other massive one that people notice and i only really noticed properly until i started reading a lot of packets is make sure you're getting that sodium in there it's so so important Uh, a lot of people think that a lot of energy drinks in there contain electrolytes and sodium you start reading the packets of just about all of them they don't contain any at all and you can easily start cramping up yeah you definitely know if there isn't sodium in something you can um overdose on that of course as well but most people won't um so you'll notice on the um on the cpt cycling shop page we offer recommended hydration products but we don't do any recommended nutrition products Mm. simply from what we're saying like you know try homemade try try some of the uh the commercial ones although they're not totally necessary or they they do work but i i you know as long as you're sort of generally covering that it's the hydration side that is a little bit more technical into and and you'll see the links on there to um precision hydration which i'm a great believer of in that they uh offer different doses of sodium um, depending on your needs. So yeah, take the what they call their sweat test on there. It's all individual um, to you. So what works um, for me isn't going to work for Richard. Yeah, roughly speaking, yes, but yeah, not not completely. So yeah, the, with the sodium, so yeah, you've got, um, I definitely recommend the electrolyte tabs. Um, I'd recommend going away from energy drinks if you can uh, and go more on the solid foods or gels so yeah homemade stuff yeah there's rice cakes there's homemade energy bars you can do um you made the um the protein balls a week or two yeah. ago didn't you uh, so they're really good as well um i make my own homemade energy gel which some of you will know about which is i i basically i started reading packets of on gels and they almost all completely contain glucose so i've put the main ingredient of that is glucose and uh, it's just got honey it's got some espresso coffee in there and it's got a decent pinch of salt in there obviously because we've got to get the sodium levels up as well so yeah all all natural in there 
Yeah, it's really tasty. Mm. Don't go binging on it. No. <laughs> so yeah, um, and that's that's another reason why you can dehydrate as well through not just um, with with not drinking enough sodium, um, not eating that sodium with with what you're eating that that can lead to dehydration if you're eating so many nutrition products so many gels and bars that don't contain sodium that can dehydrate you so yeah bear it bear that in mind um and if they those products that you are using don't contain sodium make sure you you make up for it more so in in your drinks so let's summarize take on board other riders tried and tested methods of their nutrition but try and find what works for you best for your own body. You have to go through the experience of creating your own tried and tested nutrition methods. You can find more on this podcast subject on the CPT Cycling blog. And if you've still got any more questions, then yeah, just don't hesitate to uh, give me an email, richard at cptcycling.co.uk. CPT Cycling is here to help you with your training and racing journey. Podcasts can be found at the bottom of the homepage on the CPT Cycling website. Now we'll see you on the next one. Yeah, see you on the next one. Thanks for listening.